0: You can sit down. Worship ministry, thank you so much. You know, Shekinah, you know, I might leave you with me. Is that all right? You're my Brendan tonight. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm, I'm leaving Shekinah up here with the keys because can you sense, like music, the power of music? And this is my message tonight. My message is worship is our weapon. Worship is a weapon. And this is my key message for life. I was saved at 15, and immediately I picked up my guitar and I wrote my first love song to God. And, you know, however many years later, it's a song that the revelation of a 15-year-old knowing Jesus and meeting Jesus for the first time, I'm amazed at myself back then. But it was because... I fell in love because God is love. His love. Not the not the kind of love the world gives. It's an agape love. That word means it's it's unconditional. It is accepting of who we are right where we are tonight. You don't have to perform. You don't have to try to be a Christian. You don't have to try to be anything. Just be a God lover. And God will work everything out along the way, right? So I do want to do a little teaching to start. This is for Josh Young because he came to church tonight. Okay, and he brought his Bible, but I'm not going to embarrass him by saying his name. Anyway, there are seven ways to praise in the Hebrew. Listen. We live in a new covenant. Jesus Christ died for us. He shed His blood on a cross for our freedom. Tonight, my mother is not anywhere but in heaven, joining in, I had a sense of the saints of heaven, joining with us and the angels in worship. Because worship attracts the presence of God. And with the presence of God comes everything we need. So that's why at the beginning of this year, one of your life's um, goals could be this year I'm going to worship like I've never worshipped before. I'm going to actually sing to the Lord every day in the shower. I call it shower power. Sing in the shower. And you know what? As rough as it comes out, doesn't matter. Just Sing from your heart to God. So there are seven ways to pray in the Hebrew language. And if you're new to church, this will help you understand why we do things. Why does the worship leader say to us, come on, church, lift your hands, because it releases something. And just think of it in the natural, when a little child, when your little children or a little child lifts up their hands and says, pick me up. Their surrender. And when we surrender to the Father, He'll pick us up. He'll carry us through the crappy pain of life. Not one of us is going to ex- escape challenge. Not one of us is going to escape trials and tribulations because Jesus said there will be many. So, number one, yada. Everybody say yada. Yada is to show reverence or praise with extended hands. Do you know that's what you're doing? Yada. The Hebrew language is so rich. And and I'll tell you the scriptures but you can do a study on this Josh another time. Psalm 42 verse 5 talks about yada. Toda, everybody say toda. Psalm 50 verse 23. We're not going to put them up. I didn't even warn you about this. It means to show agreement by extending the right hand. Everybody extend your right hand. Okay. So when you do that, you are doing toda. And toda is like shaking God's hand in agreement of covenant. So often when I'm in worship, corporate worship, or at home in my own space, I I will toda and just say God, you promised I'm shaking your hand spiritually. We are in partnership. We are doing life together. I am not alone. And it's also in the Hebrew me- meaning shooting an arrow. So it's like on purpose. It's not like. It's boom. God, I'm going to yada. God, I'm going to tota. Isn't this good? Barak. Barak, everybody. Barak. Barak means to kneel down. It's a posture of surrender to God. Come, let us worship and bow down. I don't know about you, but as a little girl, my mom would pray with me at night and we would kneel beside our bed. And I'd kneel down next to the bed and often I didn't feel anything. I just went through the motions as a child, but it taught me something as an adult that when I, I feel it now, when I get on my knees and say, God... I love you, Lord. I love you, God. I need you. It is a humbling posture to take and to bring adoration to God and surrender and saying, my life's not my own. It means to bow low as a sign of adoration reverence. It carries with it the idea of humbling yourself before God. Psalm 95, verse 6. Tehillah! Not tequila. Oh yeah, I know some of you, New Year's resolutions, right? healer is what we're going to do and what we did a little bit of just before. It's the singing and bubbling up from our hearts. It's a spontaneous type of singing. These songs are unrehearsed and unprepared. You will not find the words on the screen. You will find the words from your heart. And that's when that worship starts to stir within you. I don't know, sometimes when I just wake up in the morning and I begin to sing to the Lord, I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like praying. I just want to get that coffee down, start the day. But I know if I neglect, oh my God, (laughs) you would not want to be around me. (laughs) If I neglect my time with the Lord in in His Word, if I neglect praying, if I neglect singing, because I was called as a worship leader, not just to lead myself into the presence of God, but to lead children. Some of the children are in the room today. To lead a child who you think can't concentrate for five minutes. I've seen children, and I'm going to tell you a story a little bit later. I've seen children sing songs and worship for 45 minutes to an hour and not wanting to stop. What is that? That's the presence of God coming to them because worship is ministry to Him. I'm getting ahead of my notes. Tahila. That's Psalm 22, verse 3. You can listen to the podcast, do a study on it, get into it. Number five, uh, Zama. Zama, not summer. We love having you back, Gemma and Summer. This literally means to pluck the strings to celebrate in song and music. You know, King David was a worshipper. He played an instrument with strings And sometimes maybe he didn't sing, he just played and ministered to the Lord with his instrument. If you play an instrument, yes, be diligent with learning the chords, the progressions, the notes, the the music, but then let it go and just say, Holy Spirit, take my hands, spirit within me. Like Shekinah. Have you got you if you got you are you playing to notes written down here? No. No, she's playing a pattern. She's playing and ministering to the Lord, but what happens is we get washed over with the presence of God through the musician. Why is it we've visited hundreds of churches across the world. 19 times around the world, dropped into hundreds of churches And every service starts with praise and worship across every denomination, across every culture. I remember being in China and in a service and they're singing in Chinese. And I'm like, how can I worship? And the Holy Spirit said, it's not about language. It's about loving the Father. So you can can sing and not even understand what the words on the screen are saying. Will you worship me? Will you honour me, even though you don't understand? Even tonight, you might think, this is so foreign to me. All this singing, but it's good. They sound amazing. They're not a band in a pub. They're not ministering to people. They're not ministering to you, but you get the wash. You get the blessing of how they've laboured to worship God in their private place, to be able to stand on a stage, on a platform and worship in front of us with lights and all the smoke and stuff. It's not about that. It's about this. They love the Father. They're worshiping Jesus and the Holy Spirit is anointing them for our breakthrough. So if you've never lifted your hands, next time you're in big church, when you gather... Or in your connect group when they start again in a few weeks. Worship with everything within you. Tehillah. Halal. Halal is clamorously, num- this is number six, clamorously foolish worship. To boast, not on yourself, but to shine for Him. What is it about worship leaders that, that you really like them? It's an anointing. People really like me even Josh, Pastor Josh, (laughs) even when I was mean to him, there's an anointing for the people and the the pastors and the leaders, anyone who's doing anything, there's an anointing to gather people, not to yourself, but to be a conduit. (sighs) Take you to the Father. A worship leader's greatest desire is for you to meet the Father's love in the worship moment. And then for you to connect so much that you're like, whoa, God's love is real. He really loves me. I really love Him. Confusion of the world, politics, religion, all just God and the purity of who He is. And that's another word for uh, halal is where hallelujah comes from, which means praise the Lord. And my last one, shabak. Shabak means to address in a loud tone. Now, I know some of you say, oh, it's so loud, especially on a Sunday night. They crank it up because what about these young people? Do they not have wax in their ears? I mean, they get them blown out. We crank it up. Loud is good. There's time for Loud. And there's time for silence. Shabak is associated with triumph. We sing triumphant songs, even in the darkest hours. We're not making it up or being false or, it's like if I don't sing in a, triumf- a triumphant song, when I feel like I'm dying or in 2020, when I, went, I had a difficult time, like many others, but I was so sick, I was kind of unrecognisable and I didn't come to church for many months. And when I did, a lot of people were like, are you okay? I'm like, "Nah," but I'm showing up. But the times when I couldn't show up, I let Darlene check sing over me. Elevation worship, sing over me. Powerhouse um, online worship ministry, wash over me. When I couldn't sing, somebody sang for me. And when you can't sing, it's okay. I remember coming to church when Brendan and I came back to the Lord in 1992. And I couldn't sing then either, I was so broken. So worship team, don't be discouraged if somebody in the congregation is not lifting their hands or exuberant or maybe they're so broken they can't even breathe. And that was me. During the worship, all I could do was sit in my seat and weep. And then I'd slide off my seat onto the floor and weep. God was washing the world out of me. And he was healing me. Worship is our weapon. Worship is our weapon. A Psalm of Ethan, the Ezraite. Ethan was a singer in King David's court. He must have heard King David sing. He must have heard him play his amazing songs. But Ethan wrote this song. And it's Psalm 89, verse 13 to 18. He says, Powerful is your arm, strong is your hand, talking about God. Your right hand is lifted high in glorious strength. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. This is what I want to focus on. Happy are those, everybody say happy. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, O Lord. So when you come and join in the worship, fully engaged, the presence of God does come, of course He comes to do what, to do whatever we need Him to do, to heal our hearts, our brokenness, to give us the strength to go to work, some of us going back to work tomorrow. To go to Melbourne and be in a funeral and sing the songs and honour our mother. There's an anointing and strength for all of us. Yes, we'll cry. We'll be blubbering idiots. Not idiots, but we'll be blubbering messes. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, Brennan's brother, I diverge. Brennan's brother lives on Tiwi Island, And he married an Aboriginal Tiwi Island lady, Jennifer. They've been on the island 30 years. So he's come with his adopted Tiwi daughter and eight other Tiwi grandchildren. And they are going to do the buffalo dance at the grave. Now, the buffalo Tiwi dance is the highest honour of um, ceremony that the Tiwi people We'll give at a funeral. I'm like, <sniffs> Brendan's like, I'll take my shirt off and join. I'm like, don't do that. Please keep your shirt on. What do they do? The people who are hear the call. The people who hear the call. Can you hear the call? They rejoice all day long in your God's wonderful reputation. They exult in your righteousness. You are there, our glorious strength. It pleases you to make us strong. It pleases God to make us strong when we feel weak. Yes, our protection comes from the Lord, and He, the Holy One of Israel, He has given us our King. So Ethan was celebrating his King David. But we celebrate our King Jesus. We sing to Him because He's wonderful. Happy. God wants to make you happy. God wants to give you joy. He wants to give you beauty for ashes. Beautiful things for the pain that you've been through. He wants to restore. He's restored my energy. Look at me now. Yes, I've put those 15 kilos back. I'm not going to complain about My weight, I'm so thankful to have it when I was shrinking to nothing and I didn't know if I could be healthy. I didn't even know if I'd ever preach again. That's how low I got. Look at God, what He does to those who worship Him. It's not over, Red Rover. So we're in Singapore and the Lord said, write a book for children about worship so I'm like, I don't know how to write a book, and I, I really heard his voice, and he gave me the instructions, go to a newsagent's, buy a, a, a pencil and eraser and a scrapbook, and that night it took me 20 minutes, and I wrote like on blank pages, I wrote the words, and then I'm like, who's going to do the illustrations? Thanks, you can take it down. And so we were travelling and in Malaysia we went to a church and this guy, Reggie Lee, he heard my story that I wanted to write a book and he was an illustrator. He was number one Microsoft illustrator in Malaysia. He had banners across highways. Anyway, he did the illustrations in this book. And Darlene Chek, who's coming this year. Yes! Oh, my God, will I cry? Yes. Well, she's a friend. I can say that because she is. Um, She wrote an endorsement for the book on the back and she bought copies when she was worship director at Hillsong Church for everyone in her adult worship team. Because the simplicity, if we can get this life of worship, if we can be as a little child, we will grow, we will flourish, we will be happy along the way. So there's a call today. There's a call tonight. A call to burst out in adoration and wonder of God. In adoration and wonder of God. Are you one of those sunset photographers? I am. I put one up last night. It's just like, oh my God, look at the colors up there, Lord. How amazing. Look at the little flowers that are bursting through in our tiny little garden. It's like seeing the wonder. ...in our world and acknowledging him, that is worship. Worship is our weapon of mass destruction. The enemy has plans. We heard this morning you need to listen to Pastor Teresa's podcast... ...and watch her online. The enemy has a plan to take us out. Out of action, through ill health, financial difficulties other personal problems out of church he wants us out of church through offense and suspicious of our brothers and sisters what is their motivation he wants us out of relationship with each other he wants disharmony he wants us quibbling he wants us out of faith in God he wants us out of the race because if we're out of the race then our fruitfulness we're not fruitful. Jesus said we must be fruitful. That means we've got to keep producing. We've got to produce out of the purpose. If you've if you've lost your purpose in life, find it tonight in Jesus. You want to know what your purpose is? It's not about your career. Please have a great career. Do wonderful things. But your purpose is the same as mine, is to worship the Creator and let Him, like Pastor Josh said, lead us through. He'll tell us what our goals will be this year. Although I didn't know my goal last year was to be a chaplain. He will sideline us when you least expect it. So anyway, we have a weapon of worship in it begins in our hearts it can fill our minds and it needs to come out of our mouth next picture in my book in 2 corinthians 10 we'll go there in a minute but look at this picture i love this This is one of my favorites and of course you know we don't know what the devil looks like he's a disembodied entity but you know reggie did the old pitchfork thing and i'm freaking out the kids But what gets me about this picture when Reggie showed it to me, I said, that's it. Look at those children. The devil's like, ah, can I disturb you? Can I get you off track? Can I do this? And they're like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. You know, those worship songs that children sing. So though we walk in the flesh, we don't war in the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So you want to get some freedom? Sing a worship song to the Lord. Strongholds will come falling down, and then the arguments will be cast down that the enemy is trying to throw at us. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into the obedient captivity, into the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So worship is a supernatural weapon that God's given us. We have the Word, we have worship, we have prayer. We have prayer, we have the Word, we have worship. We have the Word, we have worship, we have prayer. Those weapons are not what the world knows about, but we want them to know. We want them to join in. One story and then we're going to activate. Let's put this picture up of Cheryl. We're in Singapore in twenty no 2002, doing a worship event, 10, 12,000 people in the indoor stadium. We're leading worship. And this little girl comes with her parents. Um, Okay, this one here. gee, That that one here in the wheelchair. Her name's Cheryl. She came at the end of the concert, worship concert, with her parents. She had a tumour on the brain. And her parents said, Cheryl wants you to be her godparents. And we were like, really? And Cheryl said, yes, please. Can you be my godparents? And we said, okay. So she grabbed our hands and she said, well, then let's worship. So we knelt down and she began to lead us. Jesus, you are my Lord, a song that we'd written. And we worshiped together. I'm crying, tears down my eyes, down my cheeks, And then off she went. We prayed for her. We didn't know what what that looks like in the future. But we did get a text when we were leaving Singapore saying that Cheryl had moved to heaven. And I cried, and I remember being in the taxi, crying, bawling my eyes out, bawling my eyes out, Brendan and I holding hands, praying for her parents and her siblings. Well, our next trip back to Singapore... We went to Cheryl's church and we held a three-day conference for kids called ISO. And all Cheryl's friends came, and we had a moment of worship with the children, and I prayed for each one, and many of them were slain in the spirit. That means the power of God touched them, and they just we spent time on the carpet. Forty-five minutes later, there's one girl. She's on the carpet and tears are flowing. And I said to the kids, just we'll leave her and we'll go over here and we'll do some other stuff. 40 minutes later, 45 minutes later, she starts to stir and we all go over and say, what's going on? She's like, Auntie Kathy, Auntie Kathy, I've been to Cheryl's mansion. I'm like, what? What? She said, I've been to her mansion. Auntie Kathy, she's got long black hair. She's so tall. And in her mansion, there's a life size portrait of you and Uncle Brendan. And it says on the bottom of the plaque, I love my godparents. Can you imagine? I'm like snotting, crying. She said, and on another wall, there's a picture of her family, her mum and dad and two brothers. I love my family. On another wall, there's a picture of her church. I love my church. All the people, not the building. The church are us. All the people. And then on another wall, she had a picture of her girlfriends. I love my friends. That came out of a moment of worship. Worship is bringing something of worth to God. The wise men brought gold, frankincense and myrrh. I bring my tithe. I worship God with my money. When Brennan and I learned that, it saved our marriage. The first time we tithed, we were on a trajectory of not being together. God saved our marriage through our giving of money into the house of God. The woman with the alabaster flask, she brought expensive perfume. She brought her reputation as a sinner. Did she care what people thought of her when she went after Jesus to break that perfume and cry at his feet and wipe the, the tears with her own hair off his feet? What are you going to bring on a daily basis? A thought, just wake up. Every morning, and say thank you. Thank you, God. I know this crap going on, but I thank you, and just begin to count your blessings. If you can do anything practical after this night, sing a song in the shower to the Lord. M- make a list of your blessings and bring your tithes and offerings into the house of God. Watch what God does. When you honor him, that's what worship is. So, before I open up the altar, just to, we're just going to worship and let the Holy Spirit move. But before we do that, could you just close your eyes for a moment? Holy Spirit, you are convicting hearts, you are speaking, Holy Spirit, to the hearts of people tonight. There is a yearning within you to know God. It's not about being religious. It's not about getting all your ducks in a row. It's not about cleaning up your act before you come to God. It's not about the past wounds that you got in church. It's about you and God, because one day you will stand before Him. You will stand alone before Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. And there is a book in heaven. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus Christ, their names are in that book. Beryl Margaret Rochford, our mum, her name was in the Lamb's Book of Life. And she knew it. How do you know that you're saved? There will be an assurance. I'm going to lead in a prayer And if you're serious with God, it's got nothing to do with the person on your right or the left. It's you and God. And if you say this prayer from your heart, honestly and openly, purely before God, you will be saved. And then a journey begins of getting to know Him. So let's say this prayer after me. God in heaven, I thank you for sending Jesus to save me from my sin. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry that I've offended you, but I receive your forgiveness. And I ask Holy Spirit to come. Fill me up to overflowing with the love of God. I thank you that I am saved, born again. My spirit is new. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Now just keep your eyes closed. If you said that prayer from your heart, maybe for the first time, or you're coming back to God, or you needed that assurance, and you said that prayer from your heart, could you just put your hand up on the count of three? One, two, three, just put it right up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Why am I thanking you? Because on the way here in the car, I said, Lord, may there be a salvation. Thank you, God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so you can open your eyes. There were three people that responded. And I know there is God is working on many others. He's so good. Amen. Woo! look at you. Okay. So I said we're going to, Woo! time flies when you're having God fun. All right. Five minutes we've got. So this is what I want to do. You know that, that I've never heard the seek thing before. Whoa. Was that when we were in Canberra? Maybe you sang that. Have you sung it before? Conference last year. We need to sing it every flippin' week, I was going to say. It's a surrender song. Can you say flip in church? Yeah. It's a Christian swear word. (laughs) Okay. No, the Holy Spirit didn't leave the room. He's still here. So here's the deal. We're all going to stand up you don't have to come to the front. There is no obligation. But where you are, wherever you are, if you want to come to the front and you say, I actually need a cracking open, a breakthrough in my worship life, meaning singing to the Lord and and being exuberant in the house of God and letting go of the fear of man or what anyone would think of me if I'm loud and proud of Jesus. Those people... Let's stand up. Why don't you come to the altar and let's sing this um, Sikh song. It's beautiful. You're so anointed. Yes. Okay. So the altar's open. Come out the front if you just want. Thank you, Lord. Sing it where you are. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> My husband's here. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Come on, if you want to draw closer to God, get out of your seats and come to the altar. Let's sing to the Lord. is your name. Thank you, Lord. Bade 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 baste baste thank you we get back I know there are people here that need a breakthrough in their worship life. You need to come out the front. I know I was very loose and say, stay where you want, but I really feel like I have an impartation to bring, to break you out. So come to the altar and let me pray for you. That's it. Come on. A fresh, a fresh anointing of worship, a fresh anointing of breakthrough. Come and get it. Thank you, Lord. And now, keep coming, keep coming. Yeah, awesome. Again. Holy, holy is your name. We'll make this vow. Jesus, here and now, I will. Now keep singing. I'm just going to come and lay hands very quickly. There is an impartation. Huh? Yep. Jesus, release, release. Release, release, released. There's catches behind you. Released, release the worship, release the worship. Release, release in Jesus' name. Release in Jesus' name. Impartation in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. He's not done. He's not done with this anointing. Fresh. <laughs> fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Into your reign. Fresh anointing. Oh yeah. Fresh anointing. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Fresh anointing fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. A fresh anointing, a fresh touch like never before. Oh, something fresh, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, household worship. Thank you, Lord. Fresh anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Here and now. And I will see you. I will search and I will to your name. All of my days. Lifted your praise. Do you know what? Holy, holy I believe that revival, I've seen two revivals in my lifetime. I've been in it. And it's going to come. We're singing prophetically. We are in revival. But when it comes, (laughs) the worship is going to go off the Richter scale. And you are going to be absolutely shocked at what's going to happen out here amongst God's people. That's what we want, isn't it? So glory to God. And then we're going to run out those doors... And be Jesus in the highways and the byways, bringing them into the house of God, and they'll join the worship. This is what we live for. Young lives apprehended for the call of God in Jesus' name. Young in spirit. It's not about an age thing, right, Rod (laughs) Frecker? So let's give the Lord a big thank you. Thank you for having me. You can take your seats. Thank you so much.